What up, y'all? It's Mitch Marchand, and this is Thought Vomit. Vomit. First of all, I just want to give a big shout out to all the new listeners. Just got some stats, man. I want to give a big shout out to all my people in Slovenia, in the Netherlands, in France, Vietnam, Indonesia, my people in the UK, Canada, South Africa, the motherland, and Italy. Now, I mean, this is crazy. You know, you do this little podcast from L.A. and, you know, just put it out there and, and people are really starting to listen to it and vibe to it. So I want to thank you guys for uh, for the support and uh, please continue to listen and tell your friends. Also, another big shout out to the top cities that listen to Thought Vomit. Uh, Los Angeles, my, my, my hometown now, my hometown. Uh, Los Angeles is uh, showing me massive love. And then we go back to uh, my city that I grew up in. Brooklyn, well I didn't grow up in Brooklyn, I grew up in New York, I'm a Queens dude, but you know, I got love in Brooklyn, they, they, they hear the accent, they got love for me back home, so thanks to everybody in New York and especially Brooklyn, that's my second top city, and my third top city is very interesting, it's St. Paul, Minnesota, I've never even been to Minnesota, I want to go, I want to go to uh, First Avenue where they filmed uh, Purple Rain. So I definitely want to That's Minneapolis though Probably right Yeah but I, I Man I I want to go to Minnesota now I mean It's just Every time I look at Minnesota It just always looks like Brick cold <laughs> So uh I appreciate you guys uh Staying inside And uh Driving in your cars In St. Paul, Minnesota For uh Listening to Thought Vomit Podcast Um You can find us on iTunes You can find us on Stitcher And you can find us on SoundCloud So I just want to get that out the way First off the bat Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate all this love. And um, what a week it's been. We um, got to go right right at it. Get right to it. Rap beef. We got a rap beef, y'all. And it's, uh, it's a pretty exciting one. Pusha T versus the light-skinned assassin, Drake. And uh, wow. Wow. All I got to say is um, Drake ain't taking no mess off you dark-skinned niggas, huh? That's all I'm going to say. Within 24 hours of uh, Pusha T's album, Daytona, dropping, he did a, um, a song on his album called Infrared. And um, it was basically all about Drake and, you know, him being a ghost written for and, you know, Quentin Miller, you know, all the stuff they was talking. You know, you know, we all know the story about Drake, but, you know, he, he, he went in, uh, Pusha T went in on Drake and then... Uh, Drake did not let that sit for uh, Within 24 hours He dropped the Duppy Freestyle And um, He let them cannons fly I mean when When Drake is inspired to spit back At y'all man He's he's two for two right now I think <laughs> I saw a funny meme I, I wish I could remember so I, I want to give him credit but there was this meme I saw That basically was like Drake is going through all the braided Assassins of rap <laughs> He's dealing with Meek Mill, and now he's uh, going at Pusha T. Incredible work. Um, I hope, you know, it just inspires both of them to just do more. Keep coming at one another. I mean, you know, as long as they keep it on wax, I'm all for it. Makes a lot of uh, a lot of good talk. It's so funny. I had a meeting yesterday for this, uh, this project I'm working on. So I was off Twitter for like seven hours. Literally, I was kind of wrapped up in this meeting for quite some time. And I was off Twitter for seven hours. Then I get back on 
And it's like the wild, wild west. Like there's memes and, you know, people responding and Drake fans getting at Pusha T fans. And, you know, they called, uh, <laughs> they called Drake fans, said Drake fans are sensitive. They call them Aubrey's angels. <laughs> Yo, motherfuckers was going, it was, it was, it was perfect because it was like a Friday night. So like the entertainment value of it, you know, was amazing on Twitter. Uh, that's, that's when I really love Twitter is like when it's all like this one topic, like an award show or, or something like that, where we can all just kind of like get our comment on. But I ain't really comment because I got thought vomit. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to say this shit for thought vomit. My producer, Kaz, was like, what you think? I said, wait till I record, Kaz. We will discuss it then. He's like, but I can't talk back to you then. I'm like, Kaz, you will understand what I mean. Drake seems to be very um, strategic in who he responds to. I was uh, having a conversation with my man, um, Johnny Vans, at Real Johnny Vans, giving you a quick shout out. You support Thought Vomit. This is my, my homie from Chicago. Um, got at, at, at I Am God Level Arts. This is my boy. We have long, intense DM conversations about shit like this. So we was talking this morning and he pointed out the same thing that I thought, which was Drake don't respond to Kendrick or Jay-Z when they say shit about him. But he waited not 24 hours to respond to Pusha T. And I want to know why. I want some answers, Drake. I want to know why you are so quick to jump on certain people. But you act like you don't hear nothing that Kendrick's saying. Kendrick talk about you three albums straight pretty much you know uh, Jay-Z calls you little Draco and you know you, you say, saying I know you ain't out here talking summers right saying boss shit when you were runner right he was talking about you and uh, you act like you didn't hear that shit so I need to know what the fuck's going on is, is, is you about that action cause you appear to be about that action Drake I mean, you're making these light-skinned niggas look good. You know, you you two for two right now. You took Meek out. You you you, you fired the the, the 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 nice nice salvo from at at, uh, at at Pusha T. And so we need to know why won't you go with Kendrick or why won't you respond to Jay Z? Hmm. See, because that's what they call in basketball fake hustle. Like when you look like you're playing defense. But you really not giving it your all. So are you fake hustling? Or is you about that action? Because the people want to know. Like if, if, if we don't have a summer of diss records. And, I mean why don't we all just get it on. Just throw our nuts on the table and get it done. Make it happen. Let's hear it. I need to know what's happening. You know because I'm, I'm, I'm with you Drake. You know what I'm saying? I like where you're headed. I like what you're doing. Uh, I'm 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 a fan of your music. Uh, I don't know who wrote it, but you know, you got you got joints, bro. You got joints. And Pusha T is, is is no is no no slouch. You know what I'm saying? He's been very consistent in spitting that shit. But uh, so is Kendrick. So is Jay Z. Jay Z is the one you really want, don't you? But for some reason, I feel like you don't want to wake the sleeping giants. You're going to let them take their shots while you handle what you consider the light work. 
the peer, the guys in your peer group. Well, guess what? Kendrick is one of those people in particular. Jay-Z might be the OG, and you may not want to say nothing out of respect. But Kendrick, he's right in your wheelhouse, and you running. Stop running. If you really want to battle, and if that's the guy you want to attack, then y'all should get at it. Y'all, y'all are the big dogs in the game. From 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 the the young young core, you know the the, the young guys that are, that are that are carrying the torch, you know, Jay Z is making records about uh, apologizing to his wife now, and you know he's a, he's in the elder statesman of rap category, you know, he ain't out here trying to squabble with you children. So uh, why don't you two uh, just figure this shit out and and and, and let them uh, let them bars fly. Can we let the bars fly? It's summertime. Give us something to listen to. Why don't you turn it up like you turned up on Push the T so we can hear some shit and the people can pick sides and we can have some good old-fashioned summer hip-hop battle beef fucking fun. Let's do it. Let's do it, Drake. Stop running, bro. You're trying to be a tough, light-skinned nigga, but you look like you're hiding. Don't fake hustlers. We need more. And one more thing in regards to Pusha T's album, Daytona. What's up with you niggas in that album cover? From what I understand, Kanye paid $85,000 for a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom taken in 2006 for Pusha T's album cover. What level of vile are you niggas? Like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm going to go there with you because I, I think I've heard a few people try to break down the reason why they wanted to use the picture as a depiction of what the, the reality of what Pusha T raps about. And from an artistic perspective, if I, if I take the Whitney Houstonness of it out of it, okay, I, 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 I kind of see where you're going with it. And I guess that's art. But why are we not protecting our heroes, bro? Why are we not protecting our legends? Like, Whitney Houston has been defiled enough, man. Like, why would you pay $85,000 of your money for that particular picture when you could have just had an artist render something very similar and it not be Whitney Houston? And I don't even mean stealing the, the, the aesthetic of the picture But you didn't need to do that There's Millions of artists around the world That you could have paid that money to That could have given you something similar Something maybe even better You know I hear that that, that you Kanye uh, Use drugs so why don't you just take a picture Of your motherfucking bathroom That's some of the Foulest shit I've ever seen in my life If that's true if that's really a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom. But you know the other thing that has come into play with this Kanye shit? That you, you he's gotten so TMZ'd out. Like literally, like he was on fucking TMZ. And I'm starting to think that that picture isn't a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom. I'm thinking that it's the story they're going to get to drive up the energy towards this Pusha T album. It's like the bad press. There's no such thing as bad press. 
So I feel like maybe the fact that I'm speaking about it is exactly what Kanye wants. He wants the conversation. He wants the outrage. He's in a he's in a real like rage against the machine kind of vibe right now. I don't know maybe if it's the the drugs he's taking from having uh, weight loss surgery or maybe it's the 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 dye from the dye the the, the pink and the blonde dye he puts in his hair or whatever the fuck maybe something chemically imbalanced I I don't know but it's weird because I, I, I when I read that I was instantly angry when I saw the, I saw it in the vibe article this week when I saw they posted it and I was just like yo I gotta talk about this shit on thought vomit and the thing is I'm a Pusha T fan I'm gonna support Pusha T because I think the nigga can spit and nowadays you know we don't have many of these dudes just out there spitting but you know, it's like, why? I mean, it's not like, we're not even in the era where it's like, you got to go to like Tower Records and buy the album cover. I don't even think album art, to be quite honest, is even that important. So it just seems like a waste of time. It seems like a waste of energy to invest that kind of dollars, those kind of dollars in something that is like, just from a theory perspective, just utterly disrespectful to the memory of Whitney Houston, to her family, you know, and I want to know who we pay the money to. Who do you pay the money to? Because I pray there's not nobody in Whitney Houston's family that would do that to her. She is gone. Let her rest in peace, man. You know, that, that lady fought demons. Matter of fact, she, there's a documentary coming out about Whitney Houston that I'm really excited to see. I think Lena Waithe um, said she saw an advanced uh, screening and like she was still trying to get over it 24 hours later. So it sounds like it's incredibly um, gut wrenching and it goes very deep into the the story of Whitney Houston. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But I, I just don't think we should be using the legacy or, or discrediting her legacy any more than it already has been from the things that Whitney Houston's done to herself. You know, she gave us the music. We ha- we have those memories. You know, how all I know still goes. Uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack still goes. She is still the voice forever. And it's just it's just sad that um, we are getting to a place where we're so fucking vile that um, we would think that's like you know. This is when you need a man's. <laughs> this is when I keep talking about Kanye ain't got no man's. And then he's doing it again. I didn't even think about this. But this is the, the crux of why having a man's is so important. It's so important to have somebody to just say, yo, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe we should do something else. Maybe we should try something a little different. But nah. Nah. He's just got motherfuckers putting batteries in his back to do the more the more fucked up shit. Like who, who where what happened to them niggas in Chicago? What, what are them niggas that does he did he change his phone number on y'all? Are y'all trying to call? Are y'all trying to call? You know, I'm just it's it's to me it's just disgusting. It's just fucking disgusting. And I and I I am an artist. So I understand art. And I understand that sometimes art makes you uncomfortable. It takes you to uncomfortable places. 
But my God, y'all, like her bathroom, bro. <laughs> a drug infested bathroom. Like, God, what's wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all, man? Let's get into something a little bit happier. Some people that I truly respect, I think a lot of my listeners respect. And um, it turns out that the uh, former president and the first lady just announced a multi-year deal with Netflix to produce films and series, potentially including scripted, unscripted, documentaries, docu-series, and features. And uh, I just want to know what we sign up. Because I'm, I am so about the Obamas getting into this space of creating content. When I think about the platform by which they ran on, when I think about the uh, the poetry of Barack's words, I'm just excited to know that, and you know just the, the the grace of Michelle and everything she stands for. I just think that them getting into Doing documentaries and and, and, and scripted series, and, and I just wonder like what they're into, <laughs> creatively speaking. I mean, they always seem to be kind of down and on the on the cusp of knowing what's happening. And Barack is, you know, during the time that he was a president, he he was on uh, comedians uh, comedians and cars getting coffee, uh, Jerry Seinfeld show, which is uh, it's on Netflix now, but it used to be a um, a web series. And I just in, enjoy any time that he's light and funny. So I just think I'm, I'm interested interested to see what they what they get into with that Netflix deal. So salute to the Obamas. And as I talk about the oddity of some art, I really think that you guys getting into this into this fray and giving us something to kind of feel uplifted about and you know feel forward about. If I have to use your slogan, like you know, if I give us give us all a little hope, um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And um, I salute you and. Hey, um, I got a couple of scripts, bro. I got some good ideas for you, bro. And yeah, just some documentaries. You know, I, I just the the things that they can talk about. I mean, shit, they should do a documentary about themselves. If they got some footage of the 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 presidential campaigns, man, that's that's especially the first one. That's that would be crazy because I really want to see like. You know what that experience was like for them You know they talk about it a lot And you know I know Michelle has her book coming out soon So she's dropping a flex bomb Yep I told y'all I told y'all the Obamas was about to start dropping some bombs And Michelle about to be the first one out the gate With her book called Becoming Found out about that this week So I'm excited about that Definitely gonna read that But um yeah so the Obamas is in the get in the in the content business. They about to Netflix and chill us out, and we need that. We definitely need that. Another good political story this week: Stacey Abrams won the Democratic primary for govern for the governor's seat in Georgia, which means if she wins, she will be the first African American woman to become governor of Georgia. A black lady named Stacey is the governor. Well, she can be the governor, but most importantly, what has to happen. We can't just get hyped We can't get hyped about the fact That she won the primary She still has to win the election So all my people in Georgia We need to get the word out We need to, you know, you know Organize for her We need to, you know, march for her We need to do whatever we need to do Because um, 
a powerful black woman in the in, in the in the seat in that city in particular, um, in 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 that in that part of the country is very important. And um, her platform got her to a place where she she won the primary. She won big. And uh, I can only hope and wish the best of luck to Stacey Abrams as she goes forward. I think it's an amazing story. It's exciting. It's um, you know, it's it's something that gives you, I mean, you know, immense pride, immense pride. And you know, sometimes at the same time, it makes me sad that here we are in 2018, and we're talking about first. Like, there's not enough credible. I'm sure there's been credible black women that have been part of the political process that could have ran for governor and won in Georgia by now. You know, so as much as we make these advancements, it always feels like we're still kind of slow to it. We're clearly slow to it if here we are at 2018 where we I just got finished talking about a black president that we're talking about a first as a, 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 a woman, a black woman governor. So... You know, big shout out to Stacey Abrams. Uh, wish her Godspeed. Wish her uh, all the blessings and prayers. And I hope uh, she continues to, you know, do do her best work as she uh, goes on the campaign trail. And uh, best of luck in winning that governor seat in Georgia. Hope you can do something to um, make sure that the lemon pepper wings in Georgia stay uh, stay impactful. <laughs> I love the city of Atlanta. And I love the state of Georgia. Good people down there And um, you deserve a good governor So good luck to Stacey on that Um, The NFL Man You motherfuckers just can't get shit right You really just can't get shit right It's almost like the NFL says Okay What's the good thing that we can do here And then they go Hmm Let's do the opposite of that You guys don't know It's been discussed ad nauseum Everywhere on sports radio But the NFL adopted a new policy uh, Regarding the flag Requiring players to stand for the national anthem If they're on the field Players who choose not to stand Will have the option to stay in the locker room Until after, until after the anthem has been performed And I don't even know what the fuck that means I did not watch a moment of football last year. And I'm not going to lie. You know, I did watch the draft. I was starting to feel like, you know, maybe watching the sport again. I mean, because I'm not, I'm, I'm a fan of football and I, I missed watching it. I'm not going to lie. But the reason why I stopped was so important to me. I wanted, I didn't watch football because of the Kaepernick situation, but also because I, I, I have I have my sons and I didn't want my kids to look at me like I can't stand for anything. I can't stand for them, you know. And I felt like Kaepernick is 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 suffering for all of us because Colin Kaepernick is still a very good quarterback. He can he can play that game. And it's unfortunate that he can't even get a motherfucking job interview. And, you know, it's it's clearly bias. Like, it's clearly like, oh, we're going to use this nigga to teach these other niggas a lesson. And if no, I don't give a fuck what they tell me. Because it, it's, especially since, like, during the time that I, I was boycotting last year, people would ask me, like, so Colin Kaepernick get a job. Would you start watching? I was like, probably. 
it was it was it was very much about the fact that you know they really the NFL conspired, in my opinion, to to keep Colin Kaepernick off the field. And all they did, you know, once Trump got into it and opened his big mouth, it just opened the floodgates for that entire scenario to just get worse and worse. They co-opted the, the very reason that, you know, Colin kneeled in the first place. You know, it wasn't about the flag. It's not about disrespecting soldiers. It's about police brutality. The things that the cops have done and continue to do to black people. We've seen it at the Waffle House. We, we've seen it just recently with Sterling Brown, who's an NBA player, plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, who was tased for no reason. We saw the body cam footage of that. Like, this shit is still happening. What Colin Kaepernick was, stand, was kneeling for is still happening. And they won't address it. They won't address the issue. Instead, they're making it about patriotism. And it's not about patriotism. It's not about that at all. It's about the fact that police have been emboldened to just completely disrespect black people. Break the laws to keep us in our place. And it's it's just scary. It's scary for me. It's scary for many of my brothers and sisters out there. Because they don't care if you're a man or woman. They, they, they slamming women to the ground. We've seen that in the Waffle House incident a few weeks ago. These motherfuckers is just... In, in, like I said, they're emboldened. They're like, it's like they just... It's like they're like kind of... Tar- we, are, we are targets. We are targets. And all Colin Kaepernick was doing was using his platform as you know, an NFL player... To bring some light to this And people keep acting like that That's He was trying to disrespect the flag And saying fuck you to the soldiers And he wasn't doing that at all And he's been very clear about that stance But it just seems like nobody wants to hear that They're going to continue to make it About what they want to make it about To make a black man look unpatriotic You know, I, I, I think it's an unfortunate scenario That Kaepernick is in and the NFL, by inducting this policy, really just made it worse for themselves. You know, I, I heard, I read some stats this week about where they are in terms of black viewership, and it's really down. And when you think about the things that are going on with football and as just as a sport with CTE, and we're getting more information about that, like I can really envision a time, maybe twenty some odd years from now, where football. Isn't as impactful a sport You know It's like They're They're Appealing to an older base And And, and completely shutting out The The youth audience The audience that's gonna grow with this sport Their archaic thinking Is leading To people going elsewhere for entertainment The numbers bear this out I'm not making stuff up So When they could've just not done anything They could've just not done anything They had Inducted this policy now Where you have to stand If You come out of the locker room Well now It's going to be all about The story is not about You know These 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 hot new rookies Or You know The, the Philadelphia Eagles Getting their uh, Their rings And hanging their banner It's not going to be about Tom Brady And Bill Belichick And, and them 
having these little public spats over the summertime and if they can go go for one more chance at the Super Bowl. It's not about any of that. It's going to be all about kneeling and the flag. Matter of fact, man, fuck Drew Brees. I used to like him too. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate because I know Drew Brees has been, is, is a smart dude, but, and it's, it's, it is his option to, to stand for the national anthem. But I would want him to also use his platform or, or, or use some of that intelligence he seems to have when it comes to reading defenses and get into the reasons, why, like what I just said, of the reason why Colin Kaepernick is, it, it did what he did. And use his platform. I'm talking about Drew Brees. I want him to use his platform to speak about police brutality. Speak about the real reason that this is happening. The real reason why people are kneeling is not about... He knows better. And he just chooses to ignore it. So fuck you, Drew Brees. Fuck you. It's, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad that... It's almost like they don't want us to... They just want us to shut up and play. Shut up and rap. Shut up and do your movies. Shut up and tell your jokes. But don't stand for nothing. Don't stand for nothing. And I just want to, again, salute Colin Kaepernick for sacrificing his career, putting his money where his mouth is. You know, you're forever a hero to me, brother. And I, I hope... I, and, I, and I know it's got to be hard for that brother Like you know I know You know he, he he's born to play a sport And he's great at it I mean he led a team to a Super Bowl And You know his livelihood is being taken away The same way they did to Ali I'm not I'm not saying Colin, Colin Kaepernick is Ali But in terms of what he's standing for The, the, the situation is very similar to me and again, we're here we are in 2018, and we're still having these kind of arguments. Ali was fighting for this type of stuff in the 60s. And as much as we've advanced, it seems like, like we're, we're running in place almost. We're not, we're not even going forward. We're like on a, uh, on a uh, treadmill, just kind of running in place. So the NFL... I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see once the season kicks in. But, you know, a big shout out to uh, the owner of the Jets who um, came out right after the uh, announcement and said that he would pay for the fines of any of his players that knelt on the field. And I hope more um, owners um, follow the owner of the Jets lead, Mr. Johnson, and um, support their players. Support the movement that they're that they're kneeling for, and and stop letting the message get co-opted to be about um, disrespecting the flag or disrespecting soldiers. Nobody's trying to disrespect soldiers. We just want a little respect for ourselves. So let's figure that out. And uh, I'm guess I'm gonna have to miss Saquon Barkley's rookie season because I just can't support something that isn't supporting me or. Isn't supporting my people Isn't supporting My, my children uh, My nieces, my nephews Like It's just, it's unfortunate But, you know 
I'm just going to have to watch old basketball games. <laughs> it's funny because last year when I, when I told my wife I wasn't going to watch um, football, first of all, she was shocked. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. And second of all, her, 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 her response was, oh, well, then I guess we'll go to church more. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got there a little bit more, but not much more. But Because... Uh, when you're a parent, you end up having to um, spend a lot of Sundays taking your kids to different uh, sporting events. When you have athletic kids like we've been blessed to have, so you know, I, if I, I guess I'll put my son up in flag football or something and go watch him throw the ball around. But um, I'm, I'm just not feeling uh, what's happening with the NFL and this new policy. It's a, it's a, it's a chicken shit policy. It's, it's really unfortunate that they just can't seem to get out of their own way. And do the right thing. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like sometimes I really like when I read these stories. I'm like, what happened to like simple logic? What happened to simple, just right and wrong? You know, and I understand like you know, NFL owners are like supremely rich people, and I know that they live. In a rarefied air But I think the fact that You know That they feel They seem to be so completely Tone deaf I mean it's like You wonder like you, I respect anybody That got wealthy Because you, they did something To get it Most people But how could you be How could you learn so much To raise your profile To be a place Where you can own An NFL team But you don't have The wherewithal To open your ears To the, the brutality that's sometimes happening right outside the stadium with that team plays. That's just that's just tone deaf on a whole different level. And I just I really just hope one day they can get it right. They gotta get it right. Like, you know, like if a, in the Ali situation he 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 was stripped of his title, but three years later they said, you know what, we we gotta get this right. They, they, they took the three best years of that man's career away from him, and he was still great after that. But they, they took his prime year. And I don't know if Colin Kaepernick will ever play another football game again, but um, I just hope football can get it right at some point. Again, when I talk about these issues on Thought Vomit, I always like to be in a place where I'm not throwing my hands up, but I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not going to let this vibe of of a fuck you caused me to lose my hope and I hope that it doesn't happen with you either you know we're living in some really really strange times your favorite rapper is paying $85,000 to get an album cover of a, of a late great singer's drug infested bathroom that's the world we're living in we have a president who has started this ICE agency thing and he's got families being ripped apart in the streets like this is shit that's happening right now y'all like I know all that rap beef is is fun to talk about but there's real shit happening out there in the world and we've got to, to gather ourselves so that we can fight against this man this is like history repeating itself in the worst way this is like you know Africans being African men and being separated from their families. It's like slavery all over again. So 
I just hope we figure this this stuff out, man. You know, I want I want to live a life where I understand everything ain't gonna be peachy keen and you know great all the time. But you know, it's like the more and more you turn to the news, it's just like it's like oh my god, what now? <laughs> like what now? I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. So I, I look for things that inspire me. I look for things that touch me creatively and you know and I guess that's the fun part about the rap beef with uh Drake and uh Pusha T it's like at least guys just throwing jabs at one another and expressing themselves through their art and you know like I say as long as that's as long as that thing stays on wax and I'm good with that too because Man, if you if you read about the rap beef and you scroll a little bit further and you read stories on Twitter about people being separated from their families and deported and hearing about um, the Secretary of uh, Education, Bet- Betsy DeVos, talking about they now need to go just get illegal immigrants out of schools. It's like just pulling children out of schools. It's like, what kind of what kind of disgusting people are you? Like how do you, how do you sleep at night doing stuff like that, thinking that way, not even doing it? Like to, in order to do something like that, you have to first have thought it. And it's like clearly Trump has aligned himself like his mans are people that are very much yes men. Trump and Kanye do have a lot in common. <laughs> they both don't have no mans mans. They ain't got no people that be saying, Nah, man, we can't, we can't do that. It's like they're not concerned about what they look like in history. Like it's it's a bad time for history for them. But uh, again, like I always say, I think from this we can do the the proper things to gather ourselves in order to to uplift our people and just being kind to one another, being respectful to one another. I try to do that in my daily walk, and I implore you to try to do the same thing. You know, it's a lot of a lot of disrespectful stuff going on, but we got to respect each other. We we don't we don't have to be what our quote unquote leaders are. We can be a better version of ourselves to show them that they need to be better versions of themselves. Um, my Mitch's musical moment this week is by someone that I am absolutely in love with. It's my daughter. My daughter, Bianca, has been working on her music for quite some time. This girl is insanely talented. And, you know, I love to listen to her music, but I'm, you know, this is a time when, like, I'm a father. It's like, I can listen to Cardi B and Nicki Minaj say stuff, but it's hard when your baby girl is saying it. And so... I have this relationship with my daughter where I, I completely support her art and I want her to con- continue to do it. But sometimes as a dad, <laughs> it's hard to hear your daughter talking about adult things, things that are not safe for work. <laughs> I can literally, I can listen to somebody else say the same thing, but I ain't Cardi B's daddy. <laughs> you know, I'm not Nicki Minaj's father. I didn't hold Nicki Minaj in, 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 my, in my bare hands. And changed, changed Cardi B's diaper. You know what I'm saying? I never uh, put Remy Ma to sleep <laughs> on my chest and rubbed, rubbed her back. That, I, that's 
not my relationship with my daughter. And so yesterday, uh, she posted her new song. And I'll I'll be honest, and I, and I'm happy. I, I told her before I recorded this that I was gonna make her my my musical moment. And I'm saying this because I want my daughter in particular to hear this, baby. Your daddy is proud of you. I love what you do. I love that you're unabashedly yourself. I love that you're taking chances. I love that you're fighting this uphill battle and you're trying to do it the right way. I respect it. And so I listened to your new joint and this is my Mitch's musical moment from my daughter, Bianca, a.k.a. B.B. La Bianca. And this joint is called Loyalty. I'm a big, big bank bitch boy sure. Out here talking spicy, make me wanna go get the toys Hyping that kind of kitten back when I was friends with Amber Cheating off her papers, walking hallways in the dancer When niggas called me Oreo when I spoke proper grammar When I was fucking black door, he would bang me with his hammer Hammer? Yikes, I still say whatever I like right. whatever I And right. I do whatever I like right. whatever I right. like these bitches don't like right. And you gave these bitches 12 years Like damn, they're like half of your life Then cash you aside with mistake When we was just sisters for life Hope that be the time you won Now it's just fuck me for life Remember the bitch who was there For you, you scared to go home every night Yeah It's my daughter I made her Well, I got 50% on it The rest is her mama But we made her We made her So proud of her, man so please support my daughter, BB La Bianca, on uh, SoundCloud. She's easy to find, and her stuff is dope. And I'm looking forward to the the future, hearing my daughter become the queen of rap. That's something I can be proud of. That's something I can be hyped about. That's something uh, that keeps uh keeps this somewhat young old man going. Is the she's the future, and uh, like I said. Ain't nothing better in life than that Than listening to your, your kids thrive And find themselves artistically And, and, and whatever they do Maybe it's uh, sports Or you know Maybe uh, you know it's in business But you know just seeing Somebody follow their passion And, 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 and the work that I know she's put in So please support my daughter At BB La Bianca And listen to her stuff And, and engage And you know let's, let's, let's help her grow You know what I'm saying And that is how I'm going to end Thought Vomit this week on a good note. Because like I said, (laughs) we've covered it. There's been a lot of wild shit going on. But um, that's how we're going to get out of here, man. On the vibe of, you know, hope and pride and, you know, loyalty, like my daughter says. Like some loyalty shit. So uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Big shout out to everybody that's listening all over the world. Um, please follow um, Thought Vomit on Twitter at Thought Vomit Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Thought Vomit Podcast. Like our page on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are growing. We are building. We're having fun. Talk to me. Let me know what you got. Tweet me some topics. Whatever you want to do, man. I am 100% passionate about this thing. And so... Like I say, as I grow, you grow, we grow together. This is a, this is a community, a thought vomit community. And I'm all about it. And I, I'm happy that you guys are coming along for the ride. Big shout out to my producer, Kaz Juan Uno. 
Big shout out to at Ima Wima for all the topics. And uh, again, big shout out to my baby girl at BB La Bianca. Loyalty. We out.